Well, welcome to the Next Steps podcast where we take what we talked about on Sunday and wrestle with what it means for Monday. And as part of that, before we get started, I just want to acknowledge white fellas weren't the first ones in Tassie and we're still as a church on the journey to work out what does it mean to come to terms with Tassie's history. But we, we just want to acknowledge uh, the fact that we that white fellas weren't the first ones here that uh, Tassie's First Nations have been here for many, 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 many years before Whitefellas turned up and that they're still unfinished business uh, for us as churches and, and as people to face. Let's sort of acknowledge that as we get started. Uh, and the we getting started uh, is uh, uh, to my right. Is it my right on the screen? Yeah. Anyway. It, it, yes, yeah, I think it is. It's Paul uh, beside me, and it's a, this is a bit of a Brady Bunch moment. Uh, and uh, welcome to Jan for her second podcast. And Robin is yeah. here for the very first time on the podcast, uh, which is great. Yeah. And and, and we're, we're pleased to have Robin back. She's been over in a much warmer place in Western Australia. And mind you, the weather since you've got back hasn't been too bad. Beautiful today. It's absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> uh, and and I've got to say, Robin, it was it was just really nice having you lead us into worship on Sunday morning. And and yeah, uh, it was and, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's, yeah anyway, it was it was a gift and. Uh, as we get started, we'll be talking today about Psalm 34. We're back into the Psalms after our sojourn. We had a, a week with Baptist World Aid, and last week we had our youth leaders, and that, that was fantastic. Uh, um, but back into Psalm 34. And before we get too much further, Robin, would you mind reading Psalm 34 for us? Yeah, sure. Psalm 34. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace 
and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil to blot out their name from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord will rescue his servants. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Hmm. Well, there's a lot in there, isn't there? Uh, yeah, there is we, a lot in there. One of the first things we always do as we're doing the Psalms is get people to identify which things stand out for them. But maybe for each one of us as we hear that, I don't know, before we look at what the the church family said was important for them, does any of that has it, does any of that psalm stand out for you guys personally? Hmm. Yes, well, for me, that psalm is always one that causes me to make a choice. It's like, praise the Lord, O my soul. It's like what to do. It's a choice that I can make in the midst of whatever circumstances. Well, it's it's like there is a choice to be made here, and I can praise God in it, um, seek Him in it, or you can go down the self pity track. And the yeah, hmm. and that in a lot of ways that's the guts of the whole psalm, isn't it? So for, yeah, that's, hmm. I don't know, Robin or Paul, is there anything that stands out for you? Uh, I suppose it's a bit like Jan's in, in effect. It's not. I mean, you always pick out taste and see that the Lord is good and a few others in there. But for me, it's actually the whole psalm and it is about yeah. choices. And that's really what there's no, if you take bits and pieces, for me, if I take bits and pieces of it individually, uh, it really doesn't get the story. But the whole psalm together basically mm. gives you a choice in life, as Jan was saying. I love the psalms like before we, we started this, Matt mentioned something about the Psalms being more personal or the, the message this week was personal. And I think the Psalms are a personal mm. thing. I mean, they they are so emotional. I mean, sometimes they're like graphic, graphically emotional and violent and there's depression and there's anxiety and there's fear and, and um, all those things that, like you said, Oh, Gus said on Sunday morning, keeping it real. And I feel mm. like Psalms are so real and almost un uncomfortably real, I, I feel. And they really do express that depths of despair that sometimes we feel, you know, and that, I mean, the, the lack of spontaneous praise that we, you know, mm. I will praise the Lord. I will. It yeah. doesn't say, I want to praise the Lord or I feel like praising the Lord. It's like, I will. I choose to. Yeah. 
even though I don't feel like it. You know, I'm in the depths of despair, but I'm going to praise the Lord. And I, that's why yeah. I love the Psalms. I love them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And actually, I haven't actually mentioned this in any sermon so far. I've actually held back a Bono reference. Uh, but uh, um, he said that he finds it hard to connect with a lot of modern Christian music because it's happy and it's saying very – he says he loves the Psalms because it's like the blues. Like it, yeah. it, 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 there's a depth to it and it's, a, it's a, an expression of real life. You don't have to always feel up and happy and, yeah. So I, 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 that's always stood with me, that the Psalms are more like the blues than our Sunday choruses. Uh, and I'm not a big blues fan, but I kind of get the, I, I get that. Seriously, for those who are listening, this is going to be completely irrelevant as opposed to those who are watching. But I'll chuck up what the, the church family said were some of the, the 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 bits for this that captured stuff for them. And i I guess at the centre of it is that the Lord is good uh, and and I guess that's part of the whole the whole trust thing that's the part of the the um, the whole thing but the the you know refuge tasting and seeing the, the Lord is close I like you were saying Robert, I will it's a, this is choice yeah. I, I I will uh, it's interesting seeing the way word clouds work is the biggest ones are the ones people said most and the littler ones are the ones that they said least. It's helpful to see. Part of the reason we do, like often we've been doing this in answering a question, but with the Psalms, what I'm reaching for by not doing that is just giving people a chance to respond to the Psalm before we talk about it. So I think like you're saying, Robin, that's, it, it's, it, it, the Psalms are personal and, and there's a danger in trying to overanalyze it um and uh, and and this this psalm particularly is this picture that of David pretending to be mad because he had you know he was terrified for his life and he was you know trying to demonstrate that he was no real threat uh, and uh, and I and it was interesting trying to reach for a moment in my life where I felt like I was threatened by somebody and things were out of my my control. Um, yeah, so it was interesting as I came to the sermon trying to because like I, I love the sermon. I, I love preaching where where there's really clear theology to unpack. And but what this isn't this one wasn't like that. Uh, this was more about how do you cope when when things are out of out of control. I don't know, as you guys sort of process the, the, the sermon as a whole, what and, and the and the psalm and our engagement with it, what what were you what were you left with? What what's what's some of the stuff, what are the guts of it? Uh you know, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll talk about some of the specific points, but it doesn't really feel like this one. This is this isn't like point A B C. There's a whole there's a hole here, a whole thing to wrestle with. So I guess, I guess what was what was your gut response to the to the psalm to the sermon to this even to this conversation? Mine was Galatians five twenty two. Oh yeah, really? Through the spirit, the fruit yeah. of the spirit is love, peace, and I love the um, word they've gone back to forbearance, and I think mm. forbearance actually sums up the psalm. 
And it actually got me thinking because I was, we, we talked about early Jan United um, about the vibe of it, whatever you want to call it, the, you know, the feeling you get from the psalm. And I was thinking about it, you know, like because we have the fruit of the spirit, we understand, you know, taste, taste and see that the Lord is good. We understand hmm. that it might not we have bad days, but in the end, you know, God wins. <laughs> we understand yeah. all that, but it's because we have the fruit, we, it's because we have the spirit with us. And so I was actually just thinking then while you were talking, this psalm is very personable if you're a Christian and you have the spirit. Yeah. What if you don't have the Christian? What if you don't have the spirit? What if you're not a Christian? How does it relate then? I actually, I have no idea. So that's why I'm just putting it out there as my thoughts. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's hold that. And the, the thing you mentioned, forbearance. What? What? Tell us, talk more about that, mate. Forbearance. So Why? forbearance, yeah. yeah, so forbearance, like we use patience and original translations were English translations of forbearance. Then it went to patience. Hmm. And the idea of patience is different to what the actual word means now. So the idea of forbearance is we know what's coming, therefore we will hold on as opposed hmm. to let me get through this so I can get to the next thing. It's just it's just the opposite way of looking at patience. If you want, it's the outcome focused rather than the event focused. If if that makes sense, because patience is when a kid's misbehaving, you give me patience, you know, or whatever the case may be, or when, you know, when when you're driving down the road and someone's doing ten kilometres under the speed limit, give me patience because <laughs> yeah. you don't want to get cranky. But, but forbearance, <laughs> forbearance is the end destination is going to be so fantastic. I'm going to hang on for that. Mm. Does that make sense? That, that yeah. reminds me of, it reminds me of something you said during the sermon, Matt, um, mm. about seeking and yeah. how um, it's not just, oh, I've lost something, I'll just have a look around for it. It's yeah. actually I'm seeking after something. I know where it is. I'm going to focus on that destination. And that's, to me, sounds like a little bit what you were talking about, forbearance. Um, it's holding on because I know the destination, I know I know the purpose, and I'm holding on like grim death. <laughs> and and yeah. I think that's the same thing you said about seeking the Lord, seeking peace. What does he say? Um, um, seek, I can't even find it now. He says... Um, Seek after peace or something like that, doesn't he? And yeah, seek yeah, after yeah. Um, yeah. It's just not some vague, like you said, not no, some vague right. idea of patience. Oh, I just oh, yeah. Turn from evil and do good. Seek yeah. peace and pursue it. Mm. It's a. Yeah. It's not. It's not a look for. I wonder where I like where I waylaid peace. It's yeah. It's or got, how yeah. long can I? How long can I hold on for? Oh, wait for a bit longer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, I, I, I don't think in the sermon I was able to communicate because that thing of that word, the Hebrew word for seek, they do have works words for looking for stuff that's lost. But this, like you're yeah. saying, I, I, I felt like I wasn't sharp enough to communicate. But it, I think you got the heart of it anyway. Um, but that's that. This word, that's what it means. It's not looking for something that's lost. It's 
and I still don't have the words to describe what it is, but it's it's putting your attention. It's on something. It's it's reaching for something oh, you know it, where it is. Yeah, and and that's like I mean the forbearance stuff too. It's this question that Paul had even before that about how do non-Christians read this. I mean, as a Christian, resources that in Christ that we know, and so we can automatically, and they're there for us. So, like Paul, I have no concept how a non-Christian face and their trials in that sense because what do, do they go seeking for what are they left with it, it is just my own resources or none and if I don't have the resources then what is there hmm. it's, it's a lost world and uh, yeah I, I don't know as Bono as, said I still haven't found <laughs> what I'm looking for yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's nice someone else is quoting him. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jane. Yeah. Oh, well, I was just going to say, it's it's like I know in Christ, so I go seeking for them. Hmm. And and so that way, I, you know, but I have to reach to get them. I, I have to sort of seek after them and, uh, yeah. Hmm. To me, yeah, it, that, yeah. this reminds me of that um, that passage that talks about um, running after the prize. You know, where is that in Galatians? All six, yeah. Where, where yeah. they, where you run, you're going to run the race, and you're going to fix your eyes on the prize, and you're going to, you know, yeah, keep on running, yeah. Yeah, it's actually a few places in the New Testament. It's in, it's in Hebrews about in Hebrews, running the race yeah. marked out for us, but also, you know, I'll Paul, you know, I'm going to, anyway. Um, so so the, the whole thing is about, you know, finding your, your – your, like Paul saying, forbearance. It's knowing what's coming. So because I know what's coming, and 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 it's almost it's, it's more than what's coming. It's also because God's with me now too. It's not. It's yeah. it's but it's, it's kind of both. It's it's because it's so it's not. It's I, what I was trying to communicate was it, it's really when things are going tough. When things are dark and you feel like you're powerless, it's easy to get upset about the, the darkness and the powerlessness, and the, it's easy to put your attention on that rather, as Paul's saying, on the on the other stuff. Um, and I, it's, this is where I have to wrestle because because I, I am a Christian. I, I just put that out there. I I, I am, um, but I still I still find it hard sometimes. Like I, I still, I still. There are times where I feel powerless, and I, I my immediate thing isn't to think, oh, oh, good, God's got it. When it's, it's still a journey for me. Some of this stuff, and mm-hmm. certainly when I, and the, the story I was telling about Canada. Uh, as I look back now, I just see how much God had it, and how He was leading me, and. Yeah. 
and I'm, I'm here because of that journey. But gee, it didn't feel good <laughs> in the process. I, I don't know. How it's do a you guys? Story. I was just I, yeah. saying it was, it was it was a powerful story to share. Yeah, I mean, not just the 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 fact the journey itself and and controlledness along the way, but even just coming from twenty years of living in growing kids. I mean, that in itself is a challenge and a mind boggle in our society. So I think to share it, to um, show that vulnerability in a sense was really, but also, yeah, I, I can't identify with the being, I mean, whenever I have been, it's been because I'm in a foreign country with no language and no map and no sleep or eat or, or, or go and, and I love that to me that's adventure and I get high on that <laughs> and and um and into Syria in the years in which we did it was pretty much what you experience you hold your breath and wait and see which way the guy will look and and react but that a hit looking thing <laughs> but apart from that I've not experienced being um, in that sense and I suppose over the years I've learned to praise God in, and I did that as a as a discipline and habit for a long time before it's become so, so um, yeah hmm. so, so you're probably further down the line with putting some of this psalm stuff into practice than I was and, and, well only because down the the line, well, no, not 40 years down the line from you, but a good 20 years down the line from you. So that makes a difference, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Paul, Paul and Robin, how do you bounce off it all? Yeah, yeah I, um, I was listening. I, it's one of these things the more trouble you have in life, the more massive stresses you have in life, the actually easier it is. By God, and it's so true. I mean, it's still yeah. a choice. Don't get me wrong, but it is so much easier to follow God because, uh, yeah, my own personal experience is, you know, losing my wife to cancer, losing mm. my grandson when he was six weeks old. You, you just have a choice in the end, and so mm. the choice becomes: you either have to believe God's got it, mm. and therefore. When you believe God's, you trust, you know, you taste, you do all those things and you just trust him and and completely because that's the only thing that actually gets you through those times in the end. When you look back mm. on it, it's just that trust. And and so the harder, unfortunately, this, this is the sucky bit of life, isn't it? The harder it is for you, the more you actually grow and the easier it is. Mm. To live it and you know i was thinking of your example for yeah you, you said if you had to do that again now it would be completely different because you you have that trust you'd go ah, god's got it might be tough i'll get through it god's got it you know and and that's what it is but not and, just that yeah, yeah and not just that but he's got so you grow faith upon faith upon faith in those steps that you rely on you know, they become foundations under which 
your next burst of faith. So God's faithfulness, in a sense, is part of that foundation that we stand. How, how do you find it, Robin? I, I, I liked the idea of what you were saying about um, bigger problems. Easy, it's easier to follow. And, and when I look back, when I've had crises, like, you know, a few years back when I, when I had breast cancer and everything falls away, like everything else just falls away. You've got a crisis and you, you know, I don't know, your values or what's important mm -hmm. to you. It's suddenly very clear. It's very clear and you can only rely on God. And um, maybe it's a bit like, oh, honesty. Maybe it's a bit like it's, it's easy to be honest in the big things, you know, but sometimes it's the small things, the everyday mm -hmm. things that's hard to, you know, a little white lie or you know, I don't know, cheating on your taxes or something. I don't know. I mean, they're terrible things. But what I mean is the little things, it's hard to make a decision. But when it's a big thing, you're like, yes, I am so in with God. <laughs> this is I'm relying on him all the way. Um, yeah. But the small everyday, everyday little, you know, the little annoyances of daily life, um, the people that you're living with and how annoying they can be. And, I mean, the, the impatience, um, the anxiety over little things, they're, they're yeah. hard to give to God. They're hard because they sort of slip under the radar, if you know what I mean. And I think... It's really I helpful. Think, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It's, it's, it is interesting, that, that bit about slipping under the radar, the small things. And I think that does. Then you suddenly look around and you go, what are you doing this for? Why am I behaving like this? You know, mm. God's God, just let it go. And and then mm. you go back to those big things in life. Like I think, you know, the the bigger the thing in life, it comes back to, you know, uh, love. I think that's what it all boils back down to, the love of God in this case, the love. And you think it's it's just not worth the angst. So, so you let the you let it go and you trust God more, I think, in the end. That's for me anyway. Mm. Yeah. I, it's interesting reflecting back, like the 20 years where we lived without a wage, uh, it was like there would be lots of times we ran out of money and you said to pray and it worked, you know, and stuff would happen. Never felt good. Like it... It never felt like an inspiring story of a faith journey. It just felt like, and and I and and all the things we're talking about. I I, I can't imagine what it's like to have cancer. I, I don't want to imagine. I don't want to have it. Uh, or, and I I I can't I just can't imagine what it'd be like to lose your wife. I really, I I. I you it's wouldn't true. want to wish those things on anybody. Um, but the sad thing but, is it happens to half of us usually. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, one half of the partnership is going to lose the other half at some point. <laughs> um, no, we're going together. We're together. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it, I, I love... I, I, I think it is true, and this is what this psalm is saying, that um, 
you in in the in the dark moments there is this moment where you can reach for God and he meets you and and I think there's there's this para- it's interesting Jesus in the parable of the sower I I think since having it's been interesting for me personally since having a wage and being a pastor people keep asking me yeah it must be hard it, well it's actually a lot easier than living by faith and working <laughs> in a mission organization yeah. uh, and and there's a danger of being middle class where where you mm-hmm. have where you can make choices and it's you mm-hmm. making the choices and you can be a bit comfortable and it and um and I, like I find interesting Jesus the parable of the sorry says uh, it's the, the, the third seed that gets choked and it's the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desire for other stuff, which basically sums up what it means to live in Australia. Uh, like it, it's, you know, that's what, that's what life is. We, we, we live in an economy run by the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desire for other stuff. And, and it's interesting hearing both, both of you talk, Paul and Robin, like it, Gee, it's it's easy. It's pretty easy for God to take a back seat, isn't it? Like it just. And and I I would love to think I've matured to a point where that doesn't happen. Um, but I haven't. I, I want to. I, I, like I, I want to get to a point where where I I, I never lose sight of God. I think that's being unrealistic, though. Just quietly, I actually think. I think it's okay to have bad days. I think it's okay to be angry with God occasionally. I think it's okay to do all those things. It's it's the fact you, it's if you're not coming back to God is the biggest issue. You, mm. you know, like you're gonna go through sad times. You're gonna go through, and well, you, that's what you're talking about. You know, a different what different sad times. You're gonna go through mm. moments of grief where everything seems lost, and that's okay. It's what you do. After that moment, though, that matters more than in the moment. Of course, you know, I'd love to be like Jesus and go, ah, it's all good all the time. I've got my eye on God all the time. But I know that doesn't happen because I'm not perfect. But I think and it's it that. Didn't happen with Jesus either. Yeah. He wept, even. He wept yeah. tears of tears of blood. I mean, he had really bad times. Hmm. <laughs> His disciples yeah. not getting it. And- yeah. yeah. There was a lot of emotion there. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. I think that's the authenticity. I was just going to say that's one of the things I like about the Psalms is um, mm. that, as we talked before, it's that emotional outpouring and a lot of them have this um, negative and positive valence of, of, of emotions. Yeah. Start off saying, Oh, my bones are just rotting away and my guts are like, I just feel like everyone's out to get me and and everything is going wrong and you've forsaken me, God. And why, why? And then he goes, but I hmm. will bless yeah, the yeah. Lord. You know, and there's this sudden switch of, oh, but... The Lord, which yes. is reflective of that is it? It it is an oscillation. We have to remind ourselves and come back over and over. Struggle and the pain takes over, and it 
yeah. So it is a constant practice and tension, yeah. Yeah. But it's okay to have those negative things and express that negative emotion. And I I sometimes, like when I'm leading worship, I try not to be too, you know, angsty. But um, (laughs) I don't like being like, oh, hallelujah, you know. I just feel like that's not what my life is like. (laughs) <laughs> and it's not what most people's life is like. And so that's why I love using the psalms in when I'm leading worship. Yeah. I often have a psalm because it just really does express that feeling of, okay, maybe I didn't want to be here this morning. Maybe I argued with my husband on the way. Um, maybe I was, you know, mm. not very patient or whatever or worse. <laughs> Um, but here I am, <laughs> yeah. as I am, and God, you know, he says, he freed me from all my fears. So if we look to him, we'll be radiant with joy. So in my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Uh, and I... Uh, and it feels like this is so. I don't know. It feels like we we keep coming back to this point with the podcast. Like it, it is always this question of you know, you basically can look at life in two directions. You can and and it's always this thing: Are you going to come back to God and, and live your life on that basis, or are you going to live it, you know, on other basis? And that and that and it's interesting that. At the centre of this psalm is this famous line, um, taste and see that the Lord is good. I, I actually said, like Jesus says, don't put the Lord your God to the test. It's also quoted in the Old Testament. But in some ways, David is saying, well, you can. You know, oh, yeah. try it I out. Think I think there's a other, other um, psalm that says something like that, like um, try me, you know, try me. Yeah. I, I, I will give you all this. You know, just come on. <laughs> I, I, it feels to me this is I, one of the things I'm wrestling with at the moment, and have been wrestling with for a few years, is the ways we have communicated the gospel don't really resonate in society in the same way they used to. Like focusing mm-hmm. on particularly sin and um, and substitutionary atonement, and you know, all of that is deeply true and i don't want to diminish that but the, the 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 good news of jesus is bigger than the the four spiritual laws that we have narrowed it down to or whatever but it feels like this this is heading more in the direction of, of something that may resonate like with people like that all of us have had cracks at doing life in particular ways like we've pursued you know different strategies for life and and none of it works un, un, unless it's God, and, and that's kind of the heart of the. I think what I don't know. I don't know how you. I'm making I, I'm making a suggestion here about how we talk about the gospel and and that it's a little bit different for this. I don't know how do you, how do you respond to to that? I think I think it's so true. The gospel is a personal journey. I mean, it's a universal truth but it's a personal Mm. journey. And if you're talking about sin, unless you know, you don't know. 
Unless you're a Christian, what is sin? It's not, it's not that it's not true and I don't believe in it, but what is sin to a non-Christian? If someone doesn't believe, if they don't believe, why would they believe in that? And so, you know, when we talk about atonement and sin and all that stuff, I actually think people don't get it because they just don't get it because they don't know. And, and, and it's like for people who had later life in convert, conversions and even earlier ones, there's a switch that gets flipped in your head the moment you believe where you go, oh, this is so obvious. Why didn't I understand it before? Yeah. But mm. three seconds later, before that, you'd go, I have no idea what drugs are on or what they're talking about, so to speak. And mm. so I think, I actually think the more personal the gospel is, the more people relate to it and see themselves in it. And I think mm. that to me is the key. I think um, we talk about it, we talk about sin and what is sin, and we try and simplify it and say, "Oh, sin is, you know, lying, stealing, whatever, breaking the Ten mm. Commandments." Um, but I mean, sin really is rejecting God, isn't it? I mean, mm. sin is ultimately it is saying no to yeah. God. So I could do something which is not what sinful. But if it's if it's going against God, yeah. then it's sin. <clears throat> so it's yeah. I mean sin is replacing God God's control over my life with my own control. Yeah. And that's that's sin. I mean a lot of people if if they're not believers, I mean that they may live really good lives. Um, they may be lovely, kind people, and yet and if we say to them, well, you know. Your sins are washed away. What does that mean for them? Um, but for us, it means well, we're actually replacing myself in the driver's seat. We're replacing it with Jesus, and yeah, um, yeah. And this, Sorry about this the is actually no, it's great. But this is, I, I, I love it. And but this, this really is. The, the central beauty but greatest uh, challenge of our faith is that we're replacing ourselves in the driver's seat with Jesus uh, and and the question and and really what we were talking about earlier about uh, in in the darkest moments where you don't know where to drive it's a lot easier to do that but it, when you feel like you kind of have got a bit of a steering wheel and you know where you're going and you know where you want to go and you've got enough fuel in the tank and not, it's it's a it's a it's easier it's pro i wonder if it, i i've actually got like, like i've been to jamaica a few times or once but i've worked with a lot of jamaicans and one of the guys who grew up in trench town where bob marley came from went to the west uh, to america and and like he grew up with nothing, and he he went to the states, the Christian churches in the states, and he just said, "Oh, you guys, um, I, I I now I now know I've got to pray for the Americans because it's much harder to believe and and for Jesus to be in the steering wheel, have the steering wheel when you've got so much stuff, when you've got so much resource, than when you actually need him to come through." It was, it was, and, 
and I, and so it is. What I, I love about this psalm is it is, it's a statement of you know trusting God to come through. But it is also it's interesting as, as we talk. It, it, it's like it's also a reminder that you 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 do got to you got to watch the part of you that doesn't need Him to come through, and I don't know. It's a bad, we 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 give him the driving seat, but we sit beside him, wanting to take him back and wanting to tell him what to do, and wanting to to um, yeah, or steer when he's not steering and that sort of thing. So yeah, it's 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 a daily yeah. What what we like, conscious. Time's ticking away. Um, there's a whole lot of stuff I didn't say about the psalm. Like, for instance, it's an acrostic, people, which means um, people wouldn't have got that at all from the English version. Uh, like, yeah. it just means it's done. It's very every line is thought through so that it lines up with the Hebrew alphabet, um, which makes no no difference. There's a whole there's a bunch of st- other stuff I would have loved to have said about it. Um, what for you would you want people like for people who are listening to this or watching it what do you think is important for them to take away from Psalm 34 I think just God is big enough to hold you and to carry you and and trusting him in it is is the um challenge but it's all in in the daily life and it's ups and downs and so we associate praise the lord oh my soul or bless my soul bless the lord it's like we only see that as a positive thing we only see hmm. well i think my battery might have just, uh, the battery on the iPad probably just died. So we may have just, as we're winding up, we may have just lost Jan. Oops. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, for... Yeah. For me, I suppose, what I'd like to see people get out of the psalm is just how simple life can be with God. It really is a simple thing to me in the end. And, the more I understand about the Bible, the more I learn about God, the more basic it becomes, you know, your belief becomes so much more basic. And I think from this psalm, it just reminds me that, you know, there will be battles while you're here on earth. Hmm. There's undoubtedly there'll be battles. And it's your choice whether you, you know, look to God during during those battles or after the battles. That's your choice and that depends on how you are and where you are at the time. You know, we'd all like to look at God all the time, but it doesn't always happen. But in the end, God wins the war. And I think that's yeah. that's the thing, you know, like to me, it's just that, that simplicity of it is God's got it under control and he's going to win. We might yeah. like sometimes what we're going through, but he's got it. Yeah. How about you, Robin? What would you think is it's important for people to take away from this? I think um, for me, I think it would be that 
relationship with God is a relationship. It's a two-way thing and so much in this psalm and, and in many of them, of course. Um, in my desperation, I prayed and the Lord mm. listened. Um, uh, you know, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. Mm. Uh, it's, it's a communication. It's a conversation. Um, mm. And I think, yeah, I think that's probably what I would withdraw from it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think in all that, it's sort of drawing on what you guys are saying. For me, I'd want sort of what we started with is that it is it's a it is a choice. Like the the I will praise even when I don't feel like it. That would that's something I gotta remind myself. Because often I feel like I've got to, you know, have integrity and let out what's inside and all but 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 that actually isn't always a healthy thing for anybody. Uh, if I'm just always, you know, trying to be honest, because sometimes me being honest is not healthy for people or for myself even. Because so so and and it's not it's never all of me. I think that's part of it. Like it's we're, we're three dimensional. You're not two dimensional, and so while there's part of me that may not want to praise, there's another part that might and you know and i've got, got to learn to listen to that anyway that's there's a lot in it there's a lot in psalm 34 um put in mind praying for people as, I, as, we, as we wrap this up is that you know just conscious people will be listening to this where some people might be in the car or uh watching this online um and and what we're talking about is is pretty profound stuff like it, it, you know not everybody will be going through a dark moment at the moment, but most of us will can can bring to mind dark moments. Uh, and also some of us might be at places where we realise the the stuff of life has actually got in the road and God isn't actually in charge at the moment. All of that, it's good to at least acknowledge. And So, yeah, would you mind praying, mate? No, sure, no worries. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you. We've talked about Psalm 34, Lord, and it's just, it is just a great reminder of who you are and the choices we have. We have a choice of a relationship with you. We have a choice of whether we actually seek you to stop and, and see that you are good. We have all those choices. Some days, Lord, we do it well. Some days we don't do it at all. But, Lord, I just pray that for everyone who believes out there, Lord, that no matter where they are over the next day or so, they will spend some time just acknowledging that you are Lord and you are good. And through you and with you, all things are possible. And we have that promise of eternal life. And that's just amazing. So no matter the trials and tribulations that we go through here on earth, we might be going through them today. We may have gone through them in the past. You are still there with us. You still have us in your hand. We just have to taste and see that you are there. Mm. And, Lord, I just pray for those who happen to be listening who might not believe in you and go, what are we on about? Lord, I just pray that, you know, they have a choice too. They have a choice whether to accept you or not accept you. I just pray that they actually decide to taste and see that you are good. And, Lord, yeah. And wherever they are, Lord, I just pray that somebody will be around them to guide them. 
But most mm. of all, Lord, we just give you thanks for the Psalms. We give you thanks for the example and the mm. promise. And we just do this in your son's precious name. Amen. 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 Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Robin. Thanks, Paul. And uh, Thank you. thanks, Dan, who I'll have to apologise to for giving her a dodgy iPad. That's cool. We'll be back. Should have been an Android. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, no. Nothing's worth that. But anyway.